Sunday, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Week in Review on Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Skylar Sig Daddy Sigmund, and I've got plenty to get into on this episode of the Week in Review, including Kenny Omega being open to AEW and WWE doing talent swaps and working uh, working together, having a working relationship, uh, matter of fact. Uh, WWE moving over to Tropicana Park in Tampa Bay starting on December 11th, and then Matt Seidel signing with AEW. He is now officially All Elite, even though he's been appearing for AEW since uh, All Out back in September, but... Let's get into this first. Later today, it's Survivor Series. 30 years of The Undertaker. It's Undertaker's final farewell. They're, they're, uh, that's the marketing, the slogan. Undertaker's final farewell along with Undertaker 30 and best of the best. But I'm going to give you my predictions on what's going to happen on the show this uh, tonight, really. Uh, firstly, the dual brand battle royal. I don't know. I'm just going to go out on a limb and I'm going to guess Lars Sullivan. I don't know. I'm just going to make a guess. That's the pre-show battle royal. Uh, Team Raw, AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Riddle versus Team SmackDown, Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and Otis. I don't know how this one's going to go. But there's a lot of stories interweaved in here. Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy, that was supposed to be officially over after Murphy beat Seth Rollins this week on SmackDown. We'll see where that goes. AJ Styles' team, they don't get along very well, but I think they'll win. I think they'll win because Kevin Owens and Jey Uso have their problems on Team SmackDown, and AJ Styles' team on Raw, Yeah, even though they don't really get along together all that well, I'm going to assume that they're going to pull it out somehow and become the dysfunctional family that wins the wins the five-on-five Survivor Series elimination match on the men's side. On the women's side, though, Team Raw, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Lana, Lacey Evans, and Peyton Royce taking on Team SmackDown, Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Bailey, and Natalya. And they'll do something to... Uh, they'll somehow fit the Nia Jax... Uh, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and Lana feud in this. They'll interweave it somehow, and I'm, we might see Nia Jax go through a table, and we might see Lana be the sole survivor. I'm going to guess they're going to do that. I'm going to go with Lana being the sole survivor somehow, even though I haven't really been buying her babyface, supposed babyface run, but that's I'm going to guess that. I'm going to guess they're going to go with Lana here winning the being sole survivor of the match by count out or something, something wacky like that. And then Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. I don't know how this one's going to go, honestly. Honestly, I don't know how this one's going to go. I assume Sami Zayn, I'm going to go I'm just going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say Sami Zayn somehow pulls this out. Sami Zayn somehow pulls this out by nefarious means or some kind of cheating. Uh the new day Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, the Raw, Raw Tag Team Champions, taking on the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford, the SmackDown Champs. And I'm going to go with the Street Profits going over here. Just due in part that I think they could use the win more than the New Day at this point. I, I think 
it, it's kind of a passing of a torch in a way, even though the New Day is still the Raw Tag Champs, but the Street Profits are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Well, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I'm going to say the Street Profits are going to pull that one out there. And then what I'm most looking forward to is this one. It's Asuka, the Raw Women's Champion, taking on Sasha Banks, the SmackDown Women's Champion. They faced each other last summer, well, this past summer, and I'm going to go with here, uh, I don't know. I'm going to go with Asuka, and I'm going to say Carmella gets involved somehow because Carmella's been a thorn in Sasha Banks' side the past few weeks. She's jumped her multiple times, so I'm going to go with Asuka here, but it's going to be a bit of uh, shenanigans that ends up costing Sasha Banks the match. And then the main event, Drew McIntyre, the Raw, Raw's, well, not Raw's, but the WWE champion on Raw, taking on Roman Reigns, the SmackDown, well, the Universal champion on SmackDown, I mean, uh, champion versus champion singles match. Here I'm going to go with, um, I think I'm going to go with Roman Reigns. I'm going to go with Roman Reigns for this reason and this reason only. I think there's going to be a lot of interference tonight. The way I've looked at this card, it seems like there's going to be a lot of wacky stuff going on, possibly. Or somebody's going to get involved costing one somebody the match. Back and forth, back and forth. I'm going to go with Roman Reigns here, uh, beating Drew. Jey Uso somehow getting involved, keeping that story with Roman and Jey uh, moving along. So with that... I'll have to look at the the tally here, but uh, for the non-pre-show matches, it will be one Raw, two Raw, two one, two two, three two. I have a tie. I have have a straight up tie, three three. Raw taking the uh, five on five men's and women's tag team matches, and then along with Asuka taking the women's versus, well, champion versus champion women's title match, not women's title match, but champion versus champion singles match on the women's side. But then I'm taking Raw. I'm taking uh, Sami Zayn, the Street Profits, and then Roman Reigns on the SmackDown side for uh, this Survivor Series pay-per-view. We'll see. It'll be interesting. They got to interweave this Undertaker 30 and Undertaker's final farewell, it might be that might be the close of the show. Who knows? We might get that as the close of the show instead of the Roman Reigns Drew McIntyre match. We'll see how they kind of format this show coming up uh, tonight. Should be interesting. Should be a good show. I'm not too hyped about it. I haven't been paying attention honestly to Raw and SmackDown recently, but I've kind of followed along reading reports on each show, and we'll see what happens here. But should be a decent show. I'm not too excited about it. There's not a lot of stakes with this Survivor Series, to be honest. I don't know really what what's the stake. What are the stakes? There haven't been stakes for a while now. NXT last year's involvement helped out quite a bit. I thought it made it feel more important. Like what the Cole and Pete Dunne match was really good. NXT's involvement made Keith Lee a star, honestly, but his kind of star has dimmed since then. So. We'll see what happens at Survivor Series, but let's get into some uh, news and notes. Actually, let's go over AEW Dynamite also. I have I watched AEW Dynamite this past week. Haven't Like I said, I hadn't watched Raw and SmackDown the past few weeks, 
but I've been watching AEW Dynamite. I watched it this week, and they had some good stuff on there, especially the entertaining tag match uh, with Top Flight and the Young Bucks. Got a, gave a, a young team an opportunity to really uh, showcase themselves. They're now signed with AEW. They're like 19 and 20, 21 years old. That's crazy. Uh, Death Triangle reuniting at the end of Dynamite. That was pretty dang cool. Uh, Butcher and Blade attacking Pack. After Butcher and Blade attacked Pack post-match, we thought Penta possibly was going to get uh, get back, well, work with Eddie Kingston still, but uh, Eddie, he didn't he didn't uh, side with Eddie. He signed with his brother Phoenix and Pack reuniting the Death Triangle. Uh, we saw Omega, nice well, nice storyline stuff with Omega showing up to the contract signing while Mox was bleeding from the nose in the back. He was laid out, and it's a game of who done it. This is my take on who done it. Who did it? I'm gonna say Hangman Adam Page. I'm calling it right now. Hangman Adam Page was the one that attacked John Moxley in the back. And then we got Cargill smashing Brandy's arm in a chair, getting some storylines going. We got we're getting some storylines going here, which is nice. We also had we also found out Anna Jay taking on Sheeta for the title next week. Kind of just shoehorned that in. They kind of just, oh, they gave him some reason because, oh, Anna Jay's won like three matches on Dark. Woo, she'd get a title shot. Woo, yay. No, no storyline development there. Sheeta has not had a proper storyline, honestly, since her title win. She honestly hasn't, but we also did get some storyline development with that Cargill, Brandy Rhodes incident, and back in the background during that was Vicky Guerrero and Nyla Rose. So maybe Cargill has aligned herself with those two. Um, we had Darby Allen and Cody in the main event of that show. But uh, Will Hobbs, we found out also Will Hobbs joining Team Taz after that match. Cage pinned Darby Allen with the drill, call, call, drill claw off the second rope. And he was looking to make the save, but then decked Cody with the FTW title instead. But I'm liking what AEW's doing. They're creating stories. Also, I, got, I forgot about this match. Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb, damn, good ass match. Good match from Deeb and Rosa, really liked that. Um, then we're getting a Britt Brit Baker, Thunder Rosa rivalry, which is uh, pretty cool. Uh, Deeb retained earlier this week, but Baker got involved in the match, and then her and Rosa had a brawl afterwards. So, yep, AEW, Really doing good with the story stuff. The Vegas stuff they did with Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle. It was entertaining stuff. I, I'm a big fan of The Hangover, and I liked that they did. They uh, spoofed that. Hornswoggle was there. Conan. It, it was just a lot of fun. But really, let's get into the stories for this week. One coming out of AEW. Kenny Omega is interested, is open to having a working relationship between AEW and and WWE he spoke about this on the Wrestling Observer Radio in an interview this past week. And in quote, he said, if for some reason WWE came knocking on our door and said, hey, we would love to do a talent switch or trade off or work together on something, I'd be all for it. He also said this, whatever benefits the fan, wrestling fan must always come first. He stated, and then when you crawl, when you start thinking about fantasy scenarios, if wrestlers crossed over like that, it gets really exciting. Yes, but guess what happens? This would never happen in a million years. He joked about that last thing, but 
Yeah, this would never happen in a million years. Vince would never allow any of his talent to go over and work for the competition or work with the competition and them doing some kind of talent exchange. Vince ain't like that. He's too competitive for that. And I don't know. But I... It'd be nice. We get some freaking fantasy matchups. We get Kenny Omega versus what? AJ Styles. We get Kenny Omega versus freaking Shinsuke Nakamura. Kenny Omega versus... I'm just naming Kenny Omega matches right now, but Kenny Omega versus freaking Seth Rollins. The possibilities are endless with that opportunity, but I don't see it happening anytime, anytime soon. But we can all hope one day. We can see maybe see some crossover with Impact. Maybe some crossover with New Japan. Those are the more realistic uh, companies, uh, more realistic possibilities for AEW to have a working relationship with. Those those two companies, in my opinion. Because we could see probably the Good Brothers versus freaking the Bucks. Or the Good Brothers versus FTR, which we've already seen in WWE probably. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, we could get some fantasy tag team matchups and who knows. But I, I don't really see this as ever being a possibility as long as Vince is in charge of the WWE. It's too corporate. It's too big. They it, he, they probably think it would damage their brand. and But it would be beneficial, but I just don't see it happening. Also, WWE revealed this week on, well, they're on their uh, Twitter page, on WWE on Fox's Twitter page, is per Ryan Satin, and it said that the WWE Thunderdome is moving to Tropicana Field in Tampa Bay, starting with the December 11th episode of WWE Friday Night SmackDown. And apparently one of the reasons that WWE is moving to the baseball stadium is due to the MLB season not being, not antici- well, it's not supposed to start, expected to start, until April of next year. So this opens up a bit, a couple of possibilities for WWE, especially when it comes to the Royal Rumble. They might allow some fans in there. It might give them an opportunity to get some fans in the building finally. But we'll see if they just continue with their same Thunderdome format, which is fine. But I see this as a move towards the Rumble to give them an opportunity to maybe get some fans in the building. They haven't had fans in the building, actual fans in the building really like fans fans instead of talent since like what April of last year not April of last year but March so March of this past year well it's been a long year it's been a long year 2020 has been a long year but it'll be interesting to see what they do with the Thunderdome moving forward but they're moving it to a bigger venue so we'll see what happens with that I assume they're just gonna they're gonna try to get some fans and as they head towards the Rumble coming up in January. Also, in more AEW news, not WWE, but a former WWE superstar, Matt Seidel, signs with All Elite Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling officially. Uh, This past week, it was on November 17th, AEW revealed on their Twitter page that Matt Seidel is All Elite. He's been working with the company ever since All Out, but he officially signed with them this past week, he finished up with the Ring of Honor last month at their TV tapings, but it's a good addition. I think it's a really good addition to their company. Matt Seidel is a veteran, very good high flyer. And he's gonna give. He's gonna put on some really good matches. He put on one on Dynamite a couple weeks ago with Brian Cage in a big, uh, like a David versus Goliath match, and I kind of I really enjoyed that one. But Seidel, 
He's got the best shooting star press in the game. And he fits AEW style more so than he did WWE style with the high-flying acrobats and such from him. But I think it's a good addition to the company. We'll see what they do with him. I don't know if he's going to be a champion ever, but you know what? He's a really good veteran presence on the roster as AEW has a lot, a lot, a lot of young talent on their roster and they need some uh, veterans there to give some leadership. And I think Matt Seidel is a very, very, very good addition to the company. Also this past week, uh, Becky Lynch released her pregnancy photos. She should be due here sometime soon, which means Seth Rollins, after Survivor Series tonight, could be gone for a bit. But congratulations to the happy couple and Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. Also, a pregnancy was revealed on AEW Dynamite this past week. John Moxley, mid-promo, announced that his wife, Renee Paquette, also known as, better known as Renee Young, is pregnant. So congratulations to the happy couple. Wishing nothing for the nothing but the best for both Renee and John. But I think that's going to do it for me on this week's edition of the Weekend Review on Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. Make sure to listen when I drop my Survivor Series 2020 pay-per-view review tomorrow on Monday. Until then, make sure to follow me on Facebook and Twitter at Sig Daddy Wrestle and on Instagram at SigDaddy.Wrestle. And if you haven't already, make sure to super kick that subscribe button on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like the show, make sure to leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, this is Sig Daddy signing off. Thanks for listening, and so long, everybody.